Hello, everyone. And welcome to the How OA Ask It Basket Workshop. My name is G, and I am a compulsive overeater and your moderator for this meeting. Please, hello. <laughs> Please join me in the serenity prayer. Big breath. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I can't change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Before we get started, we ask that all cell phones or electronic devices, beepers, jinglers, yellers, whatever they are, please uh, silence them or turn them off. And um, to protect our anonymity, uh, no photography or visual recording are allowed. The opinions expressed here today are those of individual OA members and don't necessarily represent Region 2 or Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. An Ask a Basket is now being circulated for the question and answer portion of this meeting. And this meeting is being taped, um, and if you enjoy this workshop, we encourage you to stop by the tape table to order copies of this workshop or any other meeting. They're available on CD or as an electronic download. I now would like to have one of our members uh, come up and read the how content. I'm Terry. I'm a compulsive eater. Hi, Terry. The how, the how OA concept. How meetings offer a disciplined and structured approach to compulsive overeaters who accept the 12 steps and 12 traditions as a program of recovery. The how concept is based in the belief that our disease is absolute, and therefore only absolute acceptance of the how program will offer any sustained abstinence to those of us whose compulsion has reached a critical level. To help keep our abstinence simple, we accept the following suggestions as essential for the recovery of the compulsive overeater whose disease has progressed to a critical level. One, use a common plan of eating subject to the direction of your physician. Two, confer with your sponsor on a closed daily basis for a minimum of 30 days. Three, continue communicating with your sponsor as needed thereafter. Four, Begin working on your fourth step, followed by the remaining eight steps. Five, use the tools of recovery on a daily basis. Our meetings are dedicated to remaining honest, open-minded, and willing to listen. This is the how of the program. We pray that the collective group conscience and love that these ideals offer us will promote a strong sense of security, enable us to experience a new unity and wholeness with all those around us and that the how ideal will help us to progress in our program of recovery on a daily basis. To be certain, much of our strength is found in the structure of meetings and in the daily adherence to the program as it is written in our literature. We also firmly understand that after our recovery has begun through abstinence and the taking of the first three steps, our further surrender to the additional steps of recovery offers us a promise of happiness, contentment, and achievement in all areas of our lives. We ensure our continued abstinence from compulsive overeating by being forever aware that God is doing for us what we have never been able to do for ourselves. Thank you. The format for this meeting is as follows. We'll have four speakers, 
and they'll share for 10 minutes each, and it's followed by 20 minutes of questions and answers. The topic for our session is the structure of how OA, the softer, easier way. Our first speaker is Corey. Let's welcome Corey. I kind of doubt I need a microphone. I've got a big mouth already. So, oh. Yeah. Okay, well, if I'm too loud and I blow your ears out, I'm sorry. Um, here, I'll start to pass these. Um, okay, how? I came to health the first time in 1992. I was 32, 32 years old. I just had two babies, and um, not at the same time, they're three years apart, but I had my two babies, um, who are now 19 and 22, um, and was about 300 pounds, and saw 400 pounds around the corner because... There was just no stopping. I had done, as most of you had, you know, Weight Watchers every year. I signed up the last day of the free sign-up. Um, and um, I did a lot of the different pay things. Um, wanted to get my stomach done, but back in those days, insurance didn't cover it, and thank God I didn't have enough money. And... Um, I have my mom was in program. My mom and I didn't get along very well. My mom walked into a Mother's Day brunch that we were going to and was calm, beautiful, thinner than I'd ever seen her. And I didn't get that look of disgust or I didn't feel that look of disgust that I always felt when she looked at me because I was so fat. Now, whether my mom was ever giving me that look of disgust or not, I don't know. It was how I felt. I just... I hated to be around her because I just never felt good enough, thin enough, whatever enough, da-da-da-da-da. But there was something different about my mom. And um, so I was kind of curious about what she was doing and found out it was OA. I uh, wouldn't, of course, go to a meeting she was at, but I went to my first meeting. Um, fortunately for me, the gal leading the meeting had 100-plus weight loss which is what I needed to see because having to lose 150 pounds, I just thought was impossible. Um, I just didn't know anybody who'd ever done it and tried to convince myself I was destined to be fat, and that was, you know, that didn't work either, unfortunately. Had all the suicidal thoughts, but I had little kids, so couldn't do that. Could I just, like, break my jaw or something so I couldn't eat? None of that was happening. Um, so I went to this meeting, and the woman, as I said, had had over a 100-pound weight loss, and had had it off. Um, I sat in that meeting, and I cried. I asked her to be my sponsor when the meeting was over. Um, I, I truly believe it was God that got me there. I had no relationship with God when I came to How. Um, I do have a relationship with God today. I rely on God to keep me abstinent. I rely on God to keep me to meetings. Um, I do a lot of praying, um, and I've learned all of this through the program, through the HOW program. Um, to me, HOW has saved my life, HOW has given me life, HOW has given me hope. HOW, very fortunately, for, you know, I've, I lost the weight, and as a lot of us find out in OA, the weight becomes a very small issue compared to the other issues and growth that we get from the program. Mm -hmm. um, I had this little voice in my head that would go all the time. Um, and if it wasn't thinking about food, it was scared of something. I, I lived in fear. 
Um, I wasn't really scared about something happening to me, but I was very scared about something happening to the people that I loved. And I kept everybody so close. Um, in program, I realized I really had no control over all those people that I really thought I was controlling all these years. Um, and program, the program through the structure of the program, which I guess is what I'm supposed to be talking about, sorry. Um, the structure of the program has given me more freedom. Um, and as I'm not one that likes to do what I'm told. Um, if you say yay, I say no. I, I like to fight things. But fortunately, when I came to this program, I was so desperate uh, that I was willing to do whatever it took. And having a great sponsor, the sponsor um, having a day of abstinence that I'd never had before. The idea, we don't eat flour and sugar. We weigh and measure um, all our meals. We eat three meals a day, no between meal snacks. And um, and I just thought this was just going to be an impossible thing. Um, and through having the support of a sponsor, um, through learning how to rely on my higher power, uh, when I first came to program, I was one. I was a nighttime sneaky eater. Nobody ever understood why I was fat because nobody ever saw me eat. But heaven forbid, once everybody went to bed, that was my binge time. Um, and so what I had to do is I had these little posties all over my house because I could just stand and look at the refrigerator just to see if anything had changed, was there something I'd missed before. Um, in the pantry, I had double things. I had everything the family could see. And then I had my own cop stuff of the same stuff in the back that I could eat so they never, this was all still there for them. And they didn't know I had my own in the back because I'm tall and I could hide things pretty well. Um, I had posties all over the place that said, ask God first. Whether I believed it or not, my sponsor said, act as if. It was like, okay, fine, I can act as if I believe in God. And it was just enough of that pause that got me to stop eating. It was like, no, I don't want this life anymore. But before I came to program, I'd never take a pause. Oh, my God, already? Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> Um, before I came to program, I didn't know how to pause. I didn't have tools to get through life without eating. Um, the greatest gift I think this program has given me, besides the weight loss, which is great, is tools to get through life. I'm sorry, life sucks a lot of time, and life is hard. And I avoided life by eating. Um, when you're not eating, you don't get to avoid life. And you've got to find a way to deal with it. Um, the tools have given me the means to get through life and um, not have to eat. Uh, we read a lot. We, we are, go to meetings. I only go to two meetings a, a week. Uh, they suggest you go to three, especially in the beginning. I had small children and just felt like I just couldn't be away that much. Plus, I have a husband who doesn't like me to leave, so I had that guilt along with, oh, you're going to another meeting. And, um, but I knew I had to do this for me, or, or there was no life. And um, having two small children, I didn't want my kids to do what I did. I didn't want to do to them what my mom did to me. I was my mom's diet buddy growing up. 
which did me no good because I was 30 years old. I was 300 pounds, so I knew how to diet. That wasn't ever a question. I knew what to eat. That was never a question. I just didn't know how to do it. Um, program gave me the tools to get through everything. It gave me the people, if I couldn't find what to do with the tools, it gave me other people who've been through what I've been through. We make three phone calls a day. Um, half the time you're doing them because you don't want to do them, but they tell you to do them, so you do them. And the gifts you get out of those are, are unbelievable. I've heard more things that I've needed to hear by somebody calling me when I didn't want to make a phone call. Um, so make those calls. Um, I, I hear what I need to in a meeting. I'm, I hear today, I've held, held this resentment towards a part of my family for two and a half years, or my husband's family, I should say, not my family, um, for two and a half years. And sitting in the meeting that was in this room a couple meetings back, I heard what I needed to hear to let go of that resentment. We talk about resentments all the time in our meetings, but until we're ready to hear it, we don't always hear it. So for me, going to meetings on a regular basis, having my constant contact with my sponsor, with my sponsees, gives me that daily reminder I'm a compulsive overeater. I love working with newcomers because as someone I've been back in program since September 10th of 2000, um, I left program the first time after four years because I thought I'd been cured. Um, took me four years and a lot of ego reduction to walk back in through those doors. Um, but the structure of our meetings and the structure of our program, for whatever reason, was what I needed. Um, I don't believe there's one answer for everybody, but for me, this is what works. And I, I pray one day at a time for the rest of my life. I never leave these rooms. Um, I've been here now about 10 years. I, I love the people in my meetings. I, I can't say that I've ever become close friends with them. Um, I have constant, um, I don't mean, I have close friends, but not people that I necessarily socialize with a great deal. I should say it that way instead of not close friends. Um, and I'm fine, and that's because of me, because I'm an isolator and I get scared to put myself out there for fear that they're not going to like me. This is a program of progress, not perfection. I'm kind of to the point where there's some people in my meetings that I'm kind of wanting to be friends with now, more than beyond just um, program. And, and trusting myself after 10 freaking years um, to finally think that maybe I could even be a friend to somebody else because a lot of, a lot of what holds me back is my own insecurities and la da 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 da. Um, but program gives me the faith and gives me the courage to move forward. And I, I'm stubborn, I'm slow, but, you know, progress, not perfection. I love all our little mantras that we, um, that we do. And um, if you've not been to a HOW meeting, I highly recommend them. They're very moving. They're very uplifting. There's a lot of recovery in our meetings. Um, there's a lot of camaraderie in our meetings. And it's just a wonderful feeling to be sitting in a room with other people that know how you feel. Thank you. Thank you so much, Corey. Lois will now um, speak to us for 10 minutes.
Hi, I'm Lois. I'm a compulsive food addict. Uh, thanks, Corey. <laughs> um, knowing I only have 10 minutes, I'm trying to think how do I want to start and how don't I want to start, considering we're talking about the easier, softer way. Now, um, I started in OA. I came into OA when I was in 1986. And my sister got me there. And how many who are in OA heard about... Can I pass that? Yeah. Corey's going to pass my picture, which I forgot. <laughs> um, heard about how OA and how bad it was. Raise your hand. I mean, I can raise my hand, okay? Now, I know some of the people who've raised their hands, and they're in hand with me. And OA helped me, but how gave me structure. They said, come to a meeting. Okay, so I went to a meeting. And my sister went to how before I did, I watched her for a year because I didn't know that I was ready. I liked what I saw. I showed up at a meeting that she was at. She encouraged me to get there. And I sat and I listened. Listening's easy. Doesn't cost you anything to do. You just sit and listen. I liked what I heard. I went back. What I heard was, get a sponsor. Your sponsor will give you a food plan. Got the food plan. My sister even helped me do some shopping. This is my biological sister. I'll get into the non-biological sisters and brothers I have later. But there was a lot of fear surrounding me coming into Howe because I heard, you can't do this, you can't do that. Well, I've been in Howe for 14 years. I came in in 1994. My father died in 92. My weight soared after that because when I came in, like I said, in 86, and I was, I knew OA wasn't for me, but I didn't know what I wanted. So I went back out. But I stayed in OA a long time. In, nine, in 92, I lost my job. I'm an LVN, a licensed vocational nurse. I never thought I'd lose a job, actually get laid off. But I did. My sister-in-law got sick and died, and my father got sick and died. And my weight climbed. Boy, did it climb. There's the picture that shows it. That's my top weight, of which it was, I stopped weighing at 250. Then, Sister came into a house. Yes, I had fear. I watched her. I listened. I'm still here. My sister isn't. Now, I got a food plan. I was told to weigh and measure. Now, people may say, weigh and measure everything? But you know what? It works. It works. I go, I, I write down my food for the day. Thank you. I write everything down that I'm going to eat. I call it into my sponsor. 
and then I have freedom the rest of the day. I don't have to think about food or anything. When I first came in, I used to steal my stuff. I'd buy stuff for my son, and then I'd steal it. When I got into how, he'd see something he wanted, he'd eat it, and that was my dinner. I couldn't get mad at him. Resentment is the number one offender. Well, I couldn't get mad because I had done the same thing for me. It just meant that I found something else, called up my sponsor, and told her where I was going to eat. No big deal. I still need the structure. And now I have problems with my own biological family. Basically, my mom died in 95. I, I was at gold weight or within a few pounds of gold weight. Uh, What's happened for me lately is that um, I've made some poor choices. I'm still abstinent, three meals a day, nothing in between, way to measure. I ate more of the starchier foods, so my weight went up. Just came off of our, every year we have a how retreat, just came off of it this last week, last weekend. and. My abstinence is squeaky clean now. I'm making better choices for myself. Now, I know my time is running out. I was at the collage um, workshop. I didn't stay for the whole thing, but you guys get to hear my share on my pictures. I have, of which you can't see it very well because some of the pictures are small. Right now, my biggest fear is my dog's going to die when I'm not around him. And so I have a picture of an older dog, and um, he means a lot to me. But I know that there's another dog that I can adopt and give him or her a home that they may not have right now. I have an abundance of food, and my abstinence, I feel on top of the world. And to me, this is my opinion, I have a road map down here. How OA is a road map for me. All I need to do is work the tools, go to meetings, share, help others, and first and foremost, I take care of myself by doing this, and that's what I need, and that's how how has worked for me. And it may not be easier or softer, but it works. Thank you. Thank you, Lois, and thank you for your collage, sharing it with us. Um, Colleen uh, is sharing with us next. Thanks, Colleen. I'm Colleen. I'm a compulsive overeater. Hi, I forgot we were going to bring pictures, but I have my driver's license. Which I can tell you right now the weight is not <laughs> where I was when I took that picture. Um, first of all, I'm really grateful and honored to be here because, uh, you know, no matter what 
And I learned this this time in How Readers Anonymous. No matter what sign is over that door, whether it's FA, OA, How OA, um, anything, anything else, um, I've learned here that we're all compulsive overeaters. We share a common disease, and um, the solution is a higher power. The solution is a power greater than ourselves. And if we were talking about an easier, softer way, you know, all I could say is for me, from the very beginning, it was I wanted to be thin and eat too. And, uh, you know, um, when my sponsor pointed that out to me this time, it was like, that is the truth. Um, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous says we are defiant and that we cannot very well defy God and rely on God, too. And so, you know, I think from a very early age, I shut down and defied God. It was Life was too painful. And I think, you know, in some way we all do that somewhere. Um, so I'm like... Um, I'm like probably a lot of you who raised my hand the first time I heard about how. I, I, um, I got sober in Alcoholics Anonymous um, in 1984, and I went to my first OA meeting in 1980, I think 87. Um, and, you know, when I came to OA, I was just like, I knew food, you know, I have my food stories like we all do. Um, I knew food was a problem. No, I knew weight was a problem. That's the truth. I knew weight was my problem. I had a problem with weight. And if I could just get that weight off, I would be okay. So I had heard about OA. You know, I'm in 12-step program. So I went to OA. And um, I was comfortable. I am listening. And I think I ended up in HAL by accident. I just didn't know what HAL was. And um, But what I remember is I saw thin people there. And that's what I wanted. You know, I wanted to be thin. And so I went in and I did everything that, you know, I did everything perfectly. I weighed and measured perfectly. I called my sponsor. I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> I'm like, I can't remember answering the questions, but I know I did. And I don't think I stepped up, which for us and how means that we become ready to take, um, to become sponsors because we've taken the first three steps. Not just that we have 30 days of abstinence, but that we have truly taken the first three steps. Um, and as soon as I got to that goal weight, it was like every other time I'd ever been on a diet. When I got there, I was out of there, you know. And I had been able to do that for years. Um, and that was in, you know, late 80s. Um, and, you know, I just thought I had this, the answer. Oh, this is what you do. So I left. Um, and I spent the next, you know, whatever it was. Um, I, I've been abstinent now in house since September 1st, 2007. I'm maintaining a 60 to 63 pound weight release, and it's a miracle. Um, because of since the next, whatever it was, 18 years in and out of OA, um, you know, doing the diet things, doing all the, you know, all the things that we do, um, trying to control my weight. Um, you know, that defiance is amazing. You know, just looking for that solution, looking for um, anything outside of myself that would fix me. And then, I, you know, I was one of those really bad people that went to OA and started bad-mouthing <laughs> You know, and that, that was like, um, you know, they're so strict. And, you know, and the truth was how carried the message to me. Um, the solution, which was I'm powerless over food and my life is unmanageable. And this time, you know, I got to a bottom again with the food and... The horrible thing about how once you get to one of those meetings and they carry that message of three weighted measured meals, nothing in between, no sugar, no white flour, um, if it's true for you, if it's true for you and you know in your heart, like I think somehow I did, that that was the solution, it will ruin your eating. 
And you can go out and just keep trying. You go. I did too. <laughs> and I, I tried even calling a poor woman in OA to give her to call in my food because I thought she, you know, I just was using her um, to call in my food. I didn't work the steps. I wasn't giving it away. I wasn't going to meetings. Um, you know, so I was fighting the structure, the structure. Um, and this time, you know, the only thing that I can say for somebody like me is that um, uh, I think we have to suffer enough. And I'm grateful that that message was carried to me um, because what my sponsor told me this time was, God's not going to ask me to do something I cannot do. I have never been able to look at a box of anything. And has anybody ever, I'm like, I love the hand thing, you know. Who has ever looked at a box of anything and seen the amount we're supposed to eat? And laugh. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't even think it's conscious for me. I can't. I, I couldn't even. It was like over my head. Um, I didn't even try. Um, and I could never understand. Um, I could never understand why, when I made those, you know, those decisions to not eat again, that I would do it again. Um, you know. But in how, when they carried that mes- message of, you know, I heard people talking about the sugar, and um, I just think there was a part of me that knew. Um, I just couldn't stop. I, I don't know. Anyway, when I got here this time, and it was after I tried to order every OA book, regular OA book at home. I was going to do the, the at-home version. <laughs> you know, read everything. And I'm a smart girl. I mean, you, you know, we here are smart. We're smart. Um, sometimes we're too smart. Um, but I was avoiding that, that. I was avoiding the truth, which for me... Weighing and measuring or the structure, whatever we want to call it, what it is is rigorous honesty for me. For me, it's the rigorous honesty that I am a compulsive reader. I'm powerless over food, and my life is unmanageable. And my life is everything I do, everything I say, and everything I think. It, that's my life. That's what God gave me. And I'm totally unmanageable. I can't weigh and measure. I can't judge with my eyeballs. I wish I could. I, you know, I had some really um, blessings this time when I came into Howe, and, and I knew what I was coming into, you know, it was like, but I was desperate, and um, and uh, this time I got some really powerful um, gifts to help me stay here um, a day at a time and surrender my food, um, and one of them was um, I had an aunt, my godmother, who um died of Lou Gehrig's disease, and I went up to visit her when I was in that crazy how abstinent phase. You know, I don't even say how. I was dry, and we can be dry. We can be dry and never take step one. I could be dry in the rooms of OA and never have taken step one. It's amazing. You know, we're, we're amazingly willed people. But when I saw her, you know, she couldn't feed herself. And, you know, I watched her depend and have to depend on somebody else to feed her. And all I can tell you is I got it from me. I can't feed myself. I can't. I wish I could. And then my sponsor saying to me, God wouldn't ask you to do something that you can't do, Colleen. And so when I surrendered to this food plan, um, you know, I, I thought of it as this is the way God wants me to eat. You know, and I had this other... Uh, this other powerful thing, I have three children, and I looked at that food plan, and we all look at it and go, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> you can't live on that. Um, but it was all this good food, and it was um, what I wish my kids would eat. I have three beautiful children, um, and I got it. This is, this is what God wants me to eat. 
God loves me. God wants to give me the best food on the planet. He doesn't want me eating that poison. For me, it's poison. Um, and I got it, that I was going to be letting God feed me. So my scale, I don't give my food to God. I accept my food from God. And you know what? I could get it that way. For me, I could get it. That's the surrender is just let let that plan feed you. You know, the hard part for me was um, when I tried OA the last time, you know, and I got the dignity of choice. And I just got to tell you my experience with that. I put it up on my refrigerator, and I couldn't make it. I couldn't make it. I would choose one of those plans, and then I couldn't do it. By the end of the by the end of the day, it was just like anything else. And what I know for me, and what I'm grateful for, how is that I lost the power to choose my food. Period. I don't have that power. I wish I did, but I don't. So when I got here, I understood that I needed somebody else to tell me what to eat. And you know, whether it's a nutritionist that knows our program and that I'm honest enough to say to a registered dietitian, I don't eat sugar and I don't eat white flour, they will give me a food plan that's good for a human being, (laughs) you know, and I surrendered that way. The weighing and the measuring, I really got it with my son. Um, He had a spinal condition and his brain doesn't work. Um, It doesn't tell him when to go to the bathroom, so he has to do it himself. And I just realized I don't have an internal measuring cup. I need help. I just don't have it. I never did. So that the weighing tools are my, they do it for me because I can't do it. And the three phone calls a day, the walking hand in hand, that's what I needed because food is so close to me. Um, And that has given me that relationship with a higher power. The intimate trust, you know, we walk hand in hand with each other and how I love it. We talk to each other every morning. You know, we give our food away. We're honest with each other. We take these steps together. We don't do it alone. And I can't do it alone, and I don't want to do it alone. So if you're interested, do. Come to a HAL meeting and join us. And um, it's a miracle. Thanks. Hi, my name is G, and I'm a compulsive under-overeater bulimic. And I'm your last speaker today, and we'll be having our Ask It Basket. Please continue to circulate the Ask It Basket. Um, oh, it's, yeah, we can throw it around one more time. Um, I came into, I came into Howe um, because I needed a sponsor. I couldn't find a sponsor, and I knew that I could get abstinent if I could just find a sponsor. And um, I had released 100 pounds in OA, and I gained it back in six months. It was it was extremely painful, as you can well imagine. And I I can see, I just sense the energy in the room that you know what it's like to be out of control. I came, uh, I, my spiritual life deepened immensely. I never left the rooms of OA. Um, and I became very, very close to powerlessness and my higher power. Um, and a friend of mine said, hey, you know, I hear you that you're having a hard time finding a sponsor. And I said, yeah. And she said, well, you can have mine. I said, Okay. She's really good. She's very inspirational. I said, oh, okay. I'm really looking for one because I know that's the key for me. And so um, I talked with the woman, and she said, well, I, uh, I do a how program. And I went, oh. <laughs> and I, was, I wanted to hang up the phone at that moment, 
but I, for some reason, just didn't know any other options. And I had gone to a HOW meeting because I heard they had sponsors there. And um, I went to the meeting and went out and binged, my worst binge of, uh, I'd ever had. Um, and I approached my therapist and said, uh, how, how, exactly how big do I need to get uh, before I'm hospitalized? And I was wearing this. I called it my fat bitch coat. <laughs> I realized, um, so then the, uh, I argued with the sponsor about um, the food plan. I told her that I like to ride my bike and that that wasn't enough food for me to ride my bike. And she said, uh, and I also said that it was unhealthy, it was too high, uh, too high protein. And uh, it was just not right. And she said, well, is what you're doing working? <laughs> I was, yeah, I don't want to gross you out. I'm not going to say anything more, but I'll just going to give you a little sliver of an idea. Um, I was eating so much at night. I was eating all sugar um, that I was really afraid that I was going to aspirate. That means that, you know, I'd wake up and choke. Uh, me and Mama Cass. I thought that's what my future held. Uh, and so I argued with her some more, and then I finally went on the program, and she had me do daily step work, um, and she had me call her daily. She had me uh, on a food plan, which I could not believe that I actually would follow a food plan because I had released 100 pounds, thank you very much, by eating moderately. And so, uh, but I did it anyway, and about... Um, I don't know, maybe five days later I got on my bike, which I barely could do anyway at 300 pounds, and um, I found that I could ride better. Damn it. Damn. Excuse my language. And um, so, and I also, she said, well, you know, don't feel bad. You can go to meetings and not everyone has released their weight. And I said, I, and inside I was, I was trying to be polite, but inside I said, I don't care. I want to be fat. I'm a NASA car carrier. I'm happy. Yeah, right. And so uh, about, um, I stayed on it for two weeks, and I stopped floating above my body and finally came back into my body. I was it, quite a detox for me. And um, I found that, I asked a friend of mine, I said, um, thank you. I asked her, um, do, you, uh, do you notice a change in me? And she said, yeah, you seem um, more free. More free. But I had more structure. I enjoy my food. I feel safe. I weigh and measure it. I come home angry sometimes. And I eat my food like an animal. And then it's the end. My food is always the same. My life is crazy. Um, and I couldn't grow spiritually unless I had structure and unless I was abstinent. And um, I began to see that. Um, I have had, um, I've been, the structure of how it's carried me through, the phone calls especially, have kept me abstinent when I didn't want to be abstinent. 
um, I cycled 100 miles twice, and I started with seven miles at 300 pounds. And um, I saw a nutritionist, and she gave me a formula, and um, I was in a near-death accident, unfortunately, on the bicycle, and my food stayed the same. And uh, people in OA brought me my abstinent food at times, and um, it's amazing. Um, I have, my food is the same. I have a pink slip right now, and I have a condo pay, uh, uh, mortgage, and I have a car payment, and I'm still abstinent. I have um, lots of feelings. Um, I am angry, and I am also joyful. I'm angry that I do, uh, when I get done with work, I love my work. I have 1,200 students I teach music to, not all at the same time. <laughs> Extremes, got to love it. Um, and um, I am angry that when the performance is over that I have no one to come home to except for my cat. And she's wonderful, but she's not really meeting my needs. And um, I have some dreams that I have dreamed for a long, long time that still haven't been actualized. I'm even afraid to say them to you, so I'm going to keep them private. But I'm sure you have dreams of your own that you're afraid to dream. And um, I think about uh, how I feel when my meal is over, when my weighed and measured meal is done. And I look at the empty plate, and I want to lick the plate. And I want to think about how I can fit one more substance into my food plan, because I'm looking at an empty plate. And I'd like... To, I want to make one of those just like Lois has a collage on a, on a plate. And I'd love to slip that plate right in front of the empty plate so that I know that something else is possible. So I get to, my, my next recovery is to, is to begin to take those steps. And I wouldn't even know that I was angry if I was binging, if I didn't have to look at that empty plate. And so now I can get my needs met, and I've got a lot beautiful things and people and uh, um, a good life. And am I already supposed to be done? Oh, oh wow, I get to talk more? <laughs> well, I'm going to um, finish up by saying that um, the people in the program are what make how. The structure um, is uh, has kept me safe. Uh, for three years, I have released 170 pounds in program, and I really don't know how, besides the, the, the people. And um, I have found love and caring in this room beyond my wildest dreams. I have made my phone calls, um, and I, even the person that I find dip, most difficult to engage with maybe wouldn't be my first person to go to a party with, you know, kind of. Um, that I find that when I talk with that person, even if I feel kind of disconnected, I find that I learn something from them or I find something about me when I, and that's information that I can get my needs met. Because food's not going to do it for me. Food's not going to give me what I long for. And um, uh, that's it. Thank you for being here. Now we're going to ask for the ask a basket to come forward, wherever it is.
And the, we're going to have our speakers draw from the Ask It Basket and share for just a couple of minutes. And so, um, and they're taking this. And whoever has um, wants to speak first can pop up. We're going to kind of do a pop-up style. Um, this question is, how do you handle eating out? Um, I have measuring spoons in my purse. Um, I don't normally measure. The first thing when you're eating out is to ask what you need for. Um, I don't have starch put on my plate because I don't eat starch. I ask for, you know, them to drop the starch, double the vegetables. Um, depending on how they cook the vegetables, I let it go or I ask for them steamed or no sauce but or whatever it is they want to add to it. Um, most restaurants I find to be very accommodating. Um, as someone said earlier in a meeting that, uh, today, they need our business more than we need theirs. So remember that and it's worth asking for what you want um, restaurants have actually I find amazing that a lot of them have stuff on their menu that actually do accommodate us nowadays because there's what is it the Atkins diet that they did the note low carb or whatever and people got on that so they put stuff on their menu which slightly adjusted works better for us um, but asking for what you need what you need is the best way to get what you want um, when you're out in the world um, I was told early on in the program that uh, deck of cards is four ounces, so when I do my protein, I, a deck of cards is not this big or this big. A deck of cards is, you know, like the size of your palm of your hand um, and, and about as thick as your hand, not this thick. Um, and so that's what I go by. Sometimes am I maybe not getting enough? Um, maybe so. I was also told early in program, when in doubt, leave it out. So, you know, if they don't have what I want, I just don't get it that meal. Oh, well, I've never starved a day in my life. <laughs> Hi, my um, question is, main nutritionists say we should have five small meals throughout the day to keep our metabolism going. Please respond to this. Well, I have found that three meals a day with nothing in between works for me. However, I have worked with someone who was a diabetic, and he came into the program with a lot of weight to lose. And with my nursing background, he said, well, they'd like me to have uh, five small meals a day. So what he and I did was we worked together, and we took the basic food plan, which when you come to how you get from your sponsor. And we divided up his food plans where he was getting what he needed and having five meals a day, and it did not affect me or my program. And I hope this answers your question. If not, see me afterwards. Thank you.
And I took three questions that are really similar. So one was, is there an actual diet plan in OA? A friend lost over 100 pounds, and she said she did the OA diet. Then there, oh, and then um, how does the OA dignity of choice, choice of plans differ from how? Why was it more difficult for you? Um, one thing I, that I really got this time was the message, and it's so hard to say it all in 10 minutes, was um, it wasn't the diet, it wasn't the food plan, it was me. <laughs> it was me, you know. Um, I know that there are people who come into OA and they get a sponsor, and that is their abstinence when they choose that dignity of choice, the food plan. I did not get a sponsor. I went to an OA meeting and took that pamphlet home, stuck it on my refrigerator, and tried to do it myself. Okay, so the big difference was me. You know, a food plan is a food plan. I mean, it's a food, you know, and I have to be honest, for me, rigorously honest about my binge foods, you know, and how has addressed them for me. How the how program addresses my abstinence, what is my sobriety like, whatever, for me. Um, but the most important thing was that I didn't choose it. I didn't do it by myself. And that is the bottom line. I cannot go food. Mm -mm. The less I think about it, the better. Um, and then, and the same thing in OA. I think that if we go into OA and we're surrendered, um, there, you know, we we can get it if we're if we take the first step. That's the other thing that you know that first step um, when we admit we're powerless and that we can't do this program alone. Um, how? And then there was one other one. How is OA how different from CEA how? And it is not different. Um, it's uh, see how is down in Los Angeles, and I can speak to that because when I go out of town, I go to those meetings. For me, I would go to a how a CEA how meeting um, because it's very similar. I think they, I, I don't know the whole story. There's a, some history they broke away, and they want to use just AA literature because that's how they see this program as it's just like sobriety um, for an alcoholic, and um, that's the way they look at it. But hope that answers your question. I'm back. Um, I have two other questions. Um, well, two other cards. Let me rephrase that. Um, one has several questions. How do you deal with the feeling of being deprived or restricted? Um, I don't feel deprived or restricted. If I do, if food is calling me, I need to do some writing to find out why. Um, I, or if I'm not doing some of our tools or step work, I need to find out why. Or it could be something that happened at work or the person who's driving next to me on the freeway. You know, it could be anything, but something is affecting my food and it's not, I don't feel deprived over it. I'm at peace with it. Um, how do you deal with wanting to rebel against the structure? Well, when I rebel, God usually sends me to a meeting and I don't need to say anything. I just sit and listen and God talks to me through other people. 
because, um, yeah, there's times, no, I don't want to go to a meeting. Uh, I'm not going, especially when my mom died. No, can't do it. Next thing I know, I'm in the car driving to the meeting. I'm sitting in the meetings thinking, I don't want to be here. I want to isolate. And all of a sudden, someone starts talking about their mom. Brings me right back. So now it's Wednesday night. It's quarter to six. Meeting starts at six. I just go. I don't even question it anymore. I just get in the car and go. And then the last question is, how do you build a sense of abundance in your program? Well, you saw my collage plate. There's abundance all around me. Um, I mentioned biological sisters and others. Well, the others are my program sisters and brothers, of which I've got here. And sometimes all it takes is a phone call to say, hey, how you doing? I'm not feeling so good today. And that helps me with abundance. Or I know you heard someone else say, but we'll go to the show together or we'll have lunch after a meeting. And, you know, we form friendships and family ships because they give me what my own family can't give me. Now, the other card says, how does how deal with individual differences? Celiac, diabetes, high cholesterol, who designs the individual food plan? Well, come to me and get a sponsor and get a food plan. I could say that, but you'd say, oh, that's horrible. And it is. I admit it. Um, what I'm given is a piece of paper that says proteins, vegetables, and fruits. So it doesn't matter what race, nationality, or uh, food plan, or medical problem you have, our basic food plan will take care of your needs because it's not about the food. It's an outward manifestation of a deeper problem. Thank you. I have a question here. Hi, my name is G again. Hi, G. Um, where did the OA How concepts come from? I know that they were a collaborative effort that have been honed over the years. Uh, beyond that, um, I am not very knowledgeable about it. There is literature at the back of the room, and it can give you some information. We have some people here, too, that may have some answers. Is there anyone that has uh, information here about that? Okay, we can, we can find out more for you. Um, is there a Bay Area How website? Yes, there is. Uh, it's howoa.org, as far as I know. How, uh, how-oa.org. We have literature at the back. Please help yourself to that. I've seen the 30 how questions and the 170 how questions. Well, good for you. <laughs> so have we. And are there other how questions? The answer is, oh, yeah. We have a question for everything. 
and um, where is the source for these how these question lists on how literature? Please call one of our sponsors on the sponsor list. It's at the back. We have plenty. Any one of these sponsors can get you questions and would be happy to. Uh, there is also a meeting at in Walnut Creek Saturday morning, 7 a.m. They have every question that has ever been written in the HOW program. Um, but please call one of us, and we will help you. Um, what are the three main differences between regular OA and HOW? Um, the, I think a lot of people have been asking about the food plan, and I do want to let you know that in HOW, the food plan is the basic food plan, or uh, the food plan that is set up by your nutritionist. So if you are celiac or you are um, have special dietary needs, you're, we, um, you work the program with your sponsor with three meetings a week, three phone calls a day, three meals weighed and measured, and daily step with your work with your sponsor and daily um, uh, daily contact with your sponsor. And so if you have uh, if you have seen a nutritionist. That is your food plan, and that is your program. And I have been, I did um, do the How OA program for 30 days, and then I was put on a very special medical plan uh, because my doctors wanted me to be as active as I wanted to be. And so I, I uh, but I have, a lot of my food choices are from the basic plan. And uh, so there is room for you in How. Yeah. And so um, it's now time to close. Let's please thank our speakers and all who have done service for us. <laughs> please stand up if you've done service. They won't stand. Uh, yes, please, please. And our Ask It Basket person, our Ask It Basket person. Please stand and join hands as we close with the OA promise. I put my hand in yours. Thank you so much for being with us today.